So I am going to start this off today with a little bit of a story. I know that we all are feeling a lot of feelings right now with what happened in Uvalde. You know, we're feeling frustrated, we're angry, we're mad. And in my case, you know, all those things and quite frankly, pissed off um, because I feel like what is really happening here is being glazed over and left out of the conversation. So I took this to my Instagram yesterday and I almost didn't because I had a feeling that it was going to get some flack right after the mass shooting this week in Texas, because everybody all over, whether it be the news, high profile people, even my own timeline, right. With friends was this left, right, politicized gun debate. All I saw everywhere was gun reform, this gun reform, this and pointing fingers and placing blame. Right. And I'm not even here to fiercely defend guns. I'm not even saying that their and their access are not a part of the problem, but I feel incredibly frustrated because I think that people are missing the core root problem here. So I took to Instagram to say that. And I was, I was nervous. I, I thought, should, even after I posted it and I know you've all been there, I thought, should I take it down? And I said, no. I said, where is the focus on the root cause, this mental illness disease crisis going on right now? So I ended up getting an outpour of responses from my listeners and from you guys, and I kept it up. And the responses were people saying, absolutely, yes. Why is nobody talking about this? And further adding their two cents. Now, somebody I heard from was Amber Yabara, and Amber and I happened to connect in the last few weeks because of our mutual work in media and entrepreneurship, and she said exactly this. She said, yes, exactly. You know, you hit the nail on the head. Now, Amber proceeded to tell me that her own family member, her cousin, Ava Morales, was one of the two teachers who was killed this week in Uvalde, which is actually Amber's hometown. So Amber feels very strongly about this. She's very tied to this. And she actually has given us her time today to talk about this further um, and her situation. So Amber, thank you so much for joining us. I think I can speak for all of us when I say that we are so incredibly sorry and we're so grateful to have you here. So off of the bat, how are you doing? You're in your own, you're in your hometown. You're in Uvalde. How, how does that even feel like? I can't imagine. And how is your family holding up right now? Yeah. Thank you so much. It's still very new to process. And I did just get back to San Antonio where I currently live, but I was in Uvalde first thing in the morning mm -hmm. yesterday. And then I, um, did come back. I was probably back, not until one in the morning, just spending time talking with my mom. And unfortunately I haven't been able to speak with the immediate family of Eva because, you know, I'm not her immediate family. She is one of my cousins, she, you know, she's my cousin's wife. And, you know, I just saw her for the holidays this past Christmas. Um, and so we're all working to do our best. I'm, I am, you know, did everything I could to support our community yesterday, be with my mom who, you know, my, yes, Uvalde is my hometown, but the childhood home I grew up in was a five minute walk to Rob Elementary. That was a school I went to as a kid. Like it was down the street from where I grew up. So we're, 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 we're working to do our best. Definitely still processing a lot because it's, it's one of those things that it's so devastating that, you know, that shock factor of 
is this, is this real? Like, did I wake up and it's a nightmare? And then to realize it's not, that's kind of, it's kind of what it feels like right now. She seemed like such, I mean, as you said, you know, you were on the today show. She seemed like such an amazing, as you said, vivacious woman. And, you know, when it really hits home, I mean, even, you know, not nearly as close to, to literally hitting home for, for, for you, I grew up, you know, a stone's throw from Sandy Hook. And so, you know, eventually, you know, what happens when it touches everybody's household or where they went to school or a family member, you know, in your case, um, I know that this is something you are very, very passionate about. Like I said, you'd reached me about the mental illness crisis going on right now. Um, I mean, to, to go into a, a, a school and, and, even like you have to literally be so mentally unwell and deranged. And this was what nearly 20 kids. Uh, And when you see their faces, how do you just not cry, you know, between what second and fourth grade? Um, This is your world, Amber. You are a mindset coach. You, you know, you, I I believe you had mental uh, health struggles of your own that you've talked about. hundred percent. you wrote, you, you wrote the book, uh, thriving into 30. Um, so needless to say, this is definitely your world. So what, what about this, that people are leaving out of the conversation makes you feel so upset and frustrated? Well, first of all, I'd like to just say thank you because you're one of few people that, and that's why I responded to what you posted because, I feel like that is very brave. I feel like so many people want to automatically jump into politics. I didn't even know that this was going on yesterday, but while I was there, they were having this press conference where people were screaming at each other about, well, this is your fault. And how did this become a political blame on either side? When again, going back to why I responded to your post and a few other people that that do have a platform that can reach people that spoke out and were brave to say, guys, hello, what is the bigger picture issue resonated with me so much? It, Amber, it makes me want to scream. And I can't even imagine how you feel because again, all I'm seeing is gun reform this, gun reform that, you know, you did this, you did this, you did this. And here's how I see it. I mean, tell me if I'm insane, you know, again, not fiercely defending guns, but they've always been there, right? When we were younger, our parents, our grandparents, yet we didn't have to worry about this in schools, you know, we could go to school and we didn't have to worry about this. This is why it, it incredibly frustrates and angers me. There is a crisis going on. And I almost feel like it's almost even like drugs, right? It's like you can try, but people will find a way. So Mm -hmm. why aren't we getting to the root of what is actually going on here? It, It is a disease. People are losing it. I, I completely agree. I want to shout from the rooftops, like, hello guys, how, how do, first of all, here's the thing, getting word and this gets tricky, right? Because I don't want to shed light or really give time to the person that did this heinous crime, but I have a point here. The fact that the news confirms that this person did post about getting a new weapon. Again, this isn't a conversation about guns, no guns, but also saying threatening that he was going to do such things. 
my mind goes to, why are we not talking about this? Who saw this and didn't speak up? Why do we feel afraid to say, hey, this person posted something disturbing? You, in your right mind, you know this is not stuff people joke about. And if you think that's a joke, then we definitely need to get you, you know, considered for some help on like what's going on with you mentally. Um, it, it, it's just disturbing to me because no, no one spoke out about that yet. It was in plain sight. And the thing is, it continues to be a band-aid issue. I mean, the fact that you even said what you posted about looking at, forget it, gun this, gun that again, the illness going on. The fact that you said that that's brave it's, it's, why was I nervous? Why was I nervous and thinking twice about even posting that? And that is sad. That is pathetic. And even now, you know, I obviously look at pop culture. We have a lot of celebrities talking about this. Let me just read you some of the celebrities again, who aren't looking at the root and who are in fact, making this to your point, gun, no gun. They're making this a gun issue. Here's just some Aaron Paul, Selena Gomez, Olivia Rodrigo, Amanda Seals, Halsey, Bette Midler, and Seth MacFarlane, right? That's just some. And so Uh I ask, I get it. People are upset and they're frustrated, but again, why don't they have it in them to look at what is going on here? What you just said, right? Looking at the beginning and looking at where we could prevent it, looking at, you know, the illness. Yeah. And to me, what gets really sad is pointing blame and again, getting political on anything because at a, just at a basic human level, these are children that lost their lives. And I know it's one thing to, you know, see something that happened across the country. And of course you feel for people and you're like, what can I do to support And this hurts? And then, like you said, growing up, around an incident that happened near you too, when it hits so close to home and you realize that, I mean, these are people who have families and I mean, these, all these individual human beings, why is there any time being wasted on trying to point fingers when there's a horrible amount of grieving happening and there's no light to be shed on this bigger issue. And I'll tell you this, I've gotten so many emails and it makes me so sad of people saying, why, why are you talking about general stupid, literally someone used the word stupid stuff like mental health when, you know, we need to be talking to people about why we're getting guns in the hand, you know, going down that conversation. And to me, the sad thing about that was you're, you're going, that's the email you want to send to someone that lost somebody. Where, where is that empathy? Where's that human connection? Okay. Where's that human level? My heart goes out to you conversation. Um, It just, it's, it's very sad to see that, you know? I mean, even as you say that it makes my stomach turn. And the message I get from that is that we have, we have let politics override what you said, which is your own family member, nearly 20 children getting killed by somebody clearly with a disease. And if we're going to let the finger pointing and the blame placing override that, it literally makes me sick to my stomach. It literally makes me sick to my stomach. 
And I will say too, even having this conversation with you today, kind of like you've talked, you know, you were very transparent and open about, gosh, it got me nervous to even post this. It gets me nervous to even have this conversation because I know that there are people that, you know, feel strongly about what we had just, you know, talked about. And, but I'm at the point in my life to where I just feel so strongly myself and believe in this, that if I can't be a voice in this situation, especially because it happened in my home, my hometown, what, what's the point, right? I I have to voice that opinion. I want to shed light and give honor to those who deserve it and not make this a political conversation. Again, the fact that it's brave or that it makes either of us nervous when to me, it seems so obvious. Like this is what is killing people. And again, I haven't seen one, I'm not kidding, Amber. I have not seen, I don't think maybe Oprah. I haven't seen one politician, high profile person, you know, celebrity, public figure talk about the mental health. It's all the finger pointing. It's like what I said before, guns have been around, you know, we didn't have to worry about sending our kids to school until as of late. So to me, it seems obvious. I, the core. I, I agree with that. And what's sad too with mental health is the trickle effect of now what, what's going to happen because now you have trauma. Now you have the fact that, you know, literally what seven out of 10 people that are going to, who this is just for adults, not to mention the children that hurt this going on in the school while it happened that will develop PTSD mm-hmm. if they decide to mm-hmm. hold it all in and not talk about it and let mm-hmm. that trauma build up. What is that going to cause in them and their mental health? Mm-hmm. So it's this trickle down effect mm-hmm. of what could we have done to have seen this in this one in- individual that could have been suffering at such a deep level that it would cause them to, to do these heinous crimes. So, So, yes, yes, you're right. I mean, your family, these people who were there, they will never, ever be the same. And I was reading, there have been, I think, 212 mass shootings this year so far. We're in the fifth month of the year. No way. It's pure lunacy. So I want to read you this. This Mm -hmm. is got me thinking about all this. So this is from a renowned psychiatrist, Dr. Amen Amen. I think either one is the pronunciation. Okay. And he wrote a list of some contributing factors to what's really going on. Right. Because if we're going to talk about this, let's Mm -hmm. actually talk about this. Um, and there are about 15 things and I'm just going to read some of them. Okay. He says high levels of early childhood trauma or neglect birth trauma, alcohol or drug exposure, infections, violent video games, social media where everyone's life looks amazing and yours is terrible in comparison. I talk about this on my show all the time, which again, for some reason, this is a a unpopular opinion or odd thing to bring up when it's really affecting all of us. So that I think is lunacy. The standard American diet, the widening political divide that um, demonizes the other. Uh, nutrient deficiencies, an epidemic of loneliness. I just had an episode about this last week, rise in suicide, lack of purpose in society. Um, So we have all these things, right? One of them out of the, sorry, it's 16 things is easy availability of guns. And I'm not saying this list is in any particular order, but Mm -hmm. where there is a plethora of problems Mm -hmm. yet 
we're focused on one? There are a lot of things that come to mind, you know, especially again, going back to mental health, because something I saw with how people are standing up to help the community of Evaldi, they're um, actually providing counselors to go talk to these families so that they can process their trauma. And I don't want to um, overlook that. I think that that's so amazing and we need more people like that that are gonna help these people process what happened. But it goes back to the root of everything of why aren't we helping the people that need it so that we can maybe help them not go down that road of such a dark place of, of, of thinking of hurting themselves or other people. And it hits home for me, again, my hometown, family, but also coming from the background of mindset, um, the fact that, you know, I study so much in the science of well-being and what makes people happy because, you know, I feel like we all have our own childhood trauma and whether you want to rate it at the most traumatic level or not, it's, it's still, I feel an issue we, we all face and it's something that we all go through and how we process that is different. And what are we doing to work through our own childhood trauma so that the adults we become were able to show up in the community and the world in the right headspace. I feel like that just needs to get talked about some more. And like you mentioned, who that has a major platform has spoken on this. And, and, and is it because it's an unpopular opinion, which blows my mind by the way, to even say. Yes. That's what I don't understand. Why is it so easy for people to say, I've seen it a dime a dozen, Amber, as I'm sure you have as over the last couple of days saying, you know, these politics, again, making it about politician politics, mm-hmm. these politicians are more concerned with power and then with people or this or that in the media. Also, this is a sidebar, but they also love to do this thing where they oftentimes will like punch it up or punch it down or put it in a box of race, depending on who it was, who And again, the underlying theme is this is a sickness. This is an illness permeating our culture right now. We are in a sad world. We are in a, in a plagued world right now. So why is it so easy for these high profile people to your point to, to, to do that, or to put it in a box or to say these politicians, this, and not say what is going on in the home? Do these Uh people have a broken home? Do they have childhood trauma? Are they spending, are they hurting? Are they spending too much time on social media? Are they spending too much time in video games? What kind of illness is coming out in them in these young K through, you know, 12 grades? What are the early signs? Why I I could scream? Why Mm -hmm. isn't it? I don't understand. And and here's another thing, because I feel like maybe some people might want to hit back in the sense of, Oh, but who's to say that, you you know, what the therapy is just going to solve the problem. And it's like, no, I'm also not saying that um, we could see into the future or that we can prevent bad people from doing bad things. But do I think that it would help if, again, we made this a bigger conversation? Do I think it would help if we noticed that certain people were being neglected at home and that you can see it in their physical appearance? You could see it. I mean, Come on. I, 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 you have to know most people when they went to high school, you know, that one kid that was like, okay, they, some, something's going on. It's they're they've worn the same clothes for three days. Their head's always down. You could see it in their mannerisms and their, their physicality, just the way they move, the way they talk. 
and to overlook those things because, oh, it, it makes me just a little uncomfortable to maybe ask the simple question of, hey, are you okay? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that that's the part that blows my mind is, is seeing those points in the beginning, but then also doing something. And I want to bring up one really quick thing. Please. I, I forgot the name and I have to go back. And again, I apologize. I'm, this is so close to home and it's more personal. So I'm not like researching the statistics and doing all the stuff. I have to look at his name, but he works with the underground railroad. Um, I saw him at a, in a mastermind group speaking and he helps to save children of sex trafficking. The point I'm making is it hit me when he said, he said, I I was in the car going with my wife on a mission. She was dropping me off at the airport. I was going to go into this very dangerous situation to help kids. And so I'm sitting there listening to him and he was like, my wife stopped and said, you know, honey, I love you so much. Why can't you just let them do it? They they've got this, you know, she was talking about like some of the other people in that system. And he said, it hit me. He looked at her and he said, they, she was like, yeah, just why can't they handle it? This is so dangerous. Can you just please stay home? We, we, we need you home. And he looks at her and he says, we are, they, mm-hmm. we can't keep saying, oh, they'll handle it. Mm-hmm. Oh, those people are going to take care of it. You know, and it almost makes me emotional because it's so mm-hmm. true. The guy has it tattooed on his arm and it's like, we are they. Let that sink in for a second. We are them. Who the f bomb? Who are we waiting for to step up and do something? And that's a huge part of even why I'm having conversations with different media and stuff in light of, you know, to honor the person in my family that I had the privilege of knowing. Because we are they, who else is going to talk about it? Who else is going to bring to life that these are human beings? They're not just numbers that you see on the news of so many, so many dead. This person lost their, their, their children or their wife. And then two days later, there's new breaking news. It, no, this isn't just like, we have to remember that these are people, these are our neighbors. These are our cousins and family. Like we are they, and that just hit me so much during this time mm-hmm. because it, it is up to us to do something. That's really powerful. And I was even thinking about it this morning. I mean, think about, you know, people will move on. It's this cycle, right? It's all this Mm -hmm. media hoopla and the outrage and then the debates of the, the ban guns. And here's why guns are good from the right. It just makes me sick. Keeps going and going. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about it this morning. Like these people will have their funerals. They'll have, think about how small these caskets will be for these kids. Literally. I can't. And, um, I could cry and, you know, we yeah. keep doing this. We keep, you know, we keep going and, um, you're right. It comes down to, you know, is it the guidance counselors, the parents and what's, what I'm getting from what you're saying as well is we, and I, and I love that we are trying to really get to the root of things here. Um, but we yeah. are in a time of, you know, sensitivity, so such sensitivity, right. And yeah, you're, you're shaking your head. And so it's, here's the thing. It's almost a time of, um, glorifying 
the outcast or the misfit. It's kind of what you were saying, right. About not wanting to approach that kid at school who doesn't look okay. Right. And I understand to some degree, of course, we all want to be celebrated, but when does it become problematic to where we're just like, no, no, we're going to let them just be, we're going to let them be over here. And we don't address them. We don't, we don't say what's going on here. We don't look at it. We don't have them go, are you okay? We don't have them look at a counselor or therapist or this or that. So we just let it go. Like to, to what end, to what end? Exactly. And, and if I could bring up one more thing, it's and not to get too like woo woo here, but to me, it's like the generational trauma. And I know that sometimes that's overused, but okay, Taylor, you and I are adults. If we had kids right now and we did not process what we went through as kids and all the things that we struggle with behind, behind the scenes, if we don't deal with that, how are we going to show up as parents? And then what trauma will that child have because of our unprocessed trauma? Mm -hmm. And that's what comes up in my mind. Cause I um, talked to my, we had a conversation with my mom yesterday Mm -hmm. about the fact that, you know, when her mom, my grandma, Aurora, that passed away when I was probably five years old, I have one amazing memory of her. And like, that's it. So I was so young and she lost her mom, um, about the same age of what Eva's daughter is right now. And we were just so, you know, we were confiding in each other in this, like, my mom had so many memories come back of what it's like to lose a parent at that age. And how that affected her with trying to raise me, because in my eyes, I see her as my mom, but then we forget that our parents are just individuals, right? They're just, they're just human beings trying to do their best also now raising another human in in this life. Mm -hmm. And so to go back to the original point, that generational healing, when are, and and it's not just up to, uh, it's not just this woo-woo thing I want to say it's not just up to us. And then when we have kids, we can't just keep looking forward in that particular statement. We also have to look back at who are we leaving behind in our communities and our families? Who, who are we missing out? Maybe their, maybe their parents and their friends don't want to talk about it. So then why do we think we need to keep to our circle of like-minded people only? And why can't we also include this other community over here that could be struggling with something to open their eyes to say, Hey, do you, do you know what self-love is? Can we have that conversation about it? Cause some people don't, don't know the first thing about taking care of themselves. Cause they don't know what love looks like. And I find it again, to bring it back to what we're seeing everywhere on the mainstream in the media, I find it wildly hypocritical because we have all of these people and these high pro- profile figures who on the surface seemingly are all about what you are saying and mental health and mental health awareness and sorry, but they choose to make this about a gun. It really, um, bugs me. Um, and something else that really strikes me, we only have a couple of minutes. Um, (laughs) something else that really strikes me about what that doctor posted, right. You know, in addition to, you know, the video games, the isolation, the suicide, Mm -hmm. the depression, 
is this feeling of purpose in the world. Um, and I'm sure you feel really strongly about that. I mean, you were even given your work, right. As a mindset coach, you mm -hmm. were a curves model turned entrepreneur who is very mm -hmm. successful and very proud and want to raise other people up to do that as well. So mm -hmm. I'll talk about this on my show sometimes too. It's that idea of, again, the sensitivity, are we letting kids or being a little too sensitive and just being like, coddling them in a way, not really encouraging them to find their way. I know mental health, mental illness and disease is such a deeper step further, but I'm sure you feel strongly about that as well in terms of having a purpose, having a reason for being in the world. And is that being lost right now? Yeah. I'm so, I, my mind literally goes in so many different directions when you say that, because sure. that is, one of our very basic needs to, to feel like we have purpose in this life. And um, again, it's just, it's a, it's another thing that we don't talk about. Some, some people, it breaks my heart, truly feel like they're just existing. I'm just here in, in, in the world where what, what no one gives some of these kids direction. Um, exactly. Some of these adults are struggling so much, whether like they, like the doctor said, whether it's with alcohol or anxiety or depression themselves and where, 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 where does the real change start? It's great to have these conversations too, but um, when we get off this call, what, what is that one little action piece that we're going to take? You know, how, what's, what's tangible right now, because it's great to talk about, um, all these words that now get thrown around so easily, like generational trauma that I just talked about, right. It's, it's really easy to say that and to talk about that. And we can't have that in just a 30 minute conversation. Cause it's just, it's so deep of a conversation yes. and when different experiences. So I would just say this, like, ask yourself, what could you do? Okay. It's, it's great. If you have your opinion about what's happened, um, all of the traumatic events that have gone on in the world, but what, what are you going to do about it? What it, can you find your peace in making things better for your neighbor, for your cousin, for someone right. close to you? Like, what does that little step look like for you? Right. Because the truth is, you know, you talk about buzzwords. One that's thrown mm -hmm. around is mental illness and disease. Mm -hmm. But in my mind, this is, again, it's what I said earlier. It's a, it's a plague. It mm -hmm. is what is causing people to literally be so sick that they would commit the crimes that we just saw that took your own family member and nearly again, 20 kids from us this week. It's, it's not just mental illness to throw around. It's what actually is causing this perpetually to happen over and over and over. And even the idea of isolation and loneliness and depression, I know I, I, on some level, who hasn't it, who hasn't it impacted right now in society? I'm sure you, Amber, as well. And here's the other thing. One of the main coping mechanisms after traumatic events they say is to not isolate yourself, is to go about a regular routine so that you're able to acquire some kind of version of normal because you are being thrusted into this new normal. And so this to me also piggybacks up with what everyone went through with COVID. Everyone's used to isolation now. 
Everyone's used to reclusing and retracting in. No one knows what normal is anymore. And so one of the other last frustrations I'll mention to be respectful of, of our time here is that I'm just so sad that I feel like these people aren't even, you know, these families aren't set up for success because it's hard to define what normal even feels like anymore right now. And sadly, that's another thing that has become, you know, swept under the rug or not okay to say. We were told all this time, no, this is the right thing to do. This is the right thing by society. But is it? People are hurting and they're suffering. And, you know, we're in, we're in pain clearly right now. So um, with that said, Amber, I, I can't, I'm so grateful again um, for your time today. Um, I hope that, you know, you have been, you know, you were, I saw you on the Today Show, you know, you said you were on CNN and, you know, you know, you always have a home here on Cancel Me Baby. And I hope that these platforms encourage you, you know, don't take the political route, but encourage you to really get your message across um, and what you had to share today. Hopefully that has been your experience thus far. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. And thank you so much for genuinely like giving me just like this safe space to talk about it. Like, I feel like it just even says it on the name of your show, you know, it's in your face. Cancel me, baby. I, one of the reasons I, again, real quick responded to the post is because I love how genuine you, you, you come across and how you are brave enough to open the door for people like me to just have this open conversation of, okay, let's talk about the thing that we should be talking about. So thank you so much for that. And um, I appreciate you so much. Listen, it's, it's mutual and, you know, getting to what is really going on here and not making it in some political box or narrative and getting to healing. Mm -hmm. I don't care how brave or unpopular that is. That will never be canceled, nor should it be because we have a serious problem that needs healing. Um, Amber, lastly, I know you said um, to move forward, actually taking action in our day-to-day -day lives. I did see you post a GoFundMe, but I'd love to give you the floor for any resources um, or what people and my listeners can, can do right now um, after they listen to this immediately. Yeah, most definitely. Find it on my page. I'm going to constantly be posting things anyone sends me from Uvalde, but they do have the GoFundMe page that um, I found that this, you know, that the town is doing to help all the families. Okay. Um, and yeah, just, just to go support, support their page and see how you can contribute in, in, in any small okay. or big. Way. Okay. Beautiful. And any also, I know we touched on it today, um, but even, you know, 30, 60 seconds, um, mental health and well-being for yourself or people around you, um, anything people can actually tangibly do, you know, right now, today, day-to-day -to -day life. Day-to-day -day life. Yes. The three things I'll quickly mention is with everything going on in the world, first of all, just validate what you're feeling. Don't feel like you have to just be the brave one all the time and don't, don't, feel bad for feeling angry, sad, having happy moments in the midst of it, but then feeling all that over again. Uh, secondly, please reach out to your tight-knit community, your, your mom, the best friend that you feel safe with, 
go, go for coffee, have an open conversation. We, we need to get out what's in here in our minds that we feel like, oh, should we be talking about this? Yes. Talk about it with the people you feel safe with and try to get a better understanding of yourself um, so that you know how to place yourself in the world when horrible things like this happen so that you do feel safe. Um, and then thirdly, I would just say, if you feel like it's the right thing for you to, you know, I, I really am a big person on therapy. I think that, that it helps and whether that's a clinical therapist or your best friend, um, just to have those open conversations, I think is very important. Well, Amber, thank you so much. We are all sending you and wrapping you in love, sending you love and grateful beyond, um, for your time today and for everything that you shared, you know, we're with you if you need anything and hang in there. Um, and I just want to really thank you again for your time today. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.